We are cordially invited to the marriage of Jack and Rebecca. This is the AfterBuzz TV After Show for This Is Us, Season 1, Episode 14, I Call Marriage. Let's talk about it right now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. <laughs> As we're coming up on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fitting. Just, and just loves, rips your heart out in general. We got a treat of Mandy Morse singing tonight, too. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. This is the AfterBuzz TV After Show for This Is Us. We're talking Season 1, Episode 14, I Call Marriage. I'm your host, Erica Shannon, and I'm joined by these lovely ladies tonight. Hey, guys, I'm JJ Jurgens, and you can follow me at JJ Jurgens. Hey guys, my name is Amber Plaster. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amber Plaster. Hi everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. And unfortunately, we are missing Whitney again tonight. Send her all your well wishes and talk about the episode with her. I know she'll be watching soon. <laughs> but let's get into the episode tonight. Yes. Jack and Rebecca, we finally got to see their vows. Mm-hmm. We actually heard them twice once in what their present time was and then when they were actually reciting them i think i thought they were so beautiful they're so good together you know and they're perfect reading those vows at the end not to skip ahead but just just an amazing marriage and that the fact that they do still true hold up to each Mm -hmm. other and you can tell like even at the beginning when they wrote those that they are just so truly in love and like all these years have passed and they're still in love that's hard to find these days. Mm-hmm. Very. And granted, it was back then, too. Quote, yeah. unquote. <laughs> yeah. 70s. And I think we said again, I mean, just, I mean, I hope, I mean, I, I love that a lot of people are watching this show, but for men, really are going to have a hard time competing with Jack, because we were just are saying that he is the best guy ever. And, and Toby. Just, yeah. yeah. Toby and Toby is, too. Actually, yeah, two really good ones on this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. I mean, actually, three. I mean, Randall's pretty great, too. There's, there's Randall three. had a hard day. Yeah, yeah, he's still, he's he's still great though. He's Randall still sweet. was not an A plus today. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, but I mean, but in general, I mean, yeah. these guys are some real. It is nice. I just think it's great seeing really great relationships, really good connections, and I mean, I'm in love with these boys. I mean, They're especially great. when you put them next to Miguel. <laughs> and then we have to hear him called Miggy tonight. Like, uh, I don't even know what that was about. Oh. It was. It's a terrible nickname. Not cool. terrible. <laughs> but just made it even worse, though. Did we finally get to meet Shelly? Had we met her before? I know he had talked about his wife previously. I think we met her I before think. in like the um, when they had a Super Bowl episode. They were all he in the bar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He mentioned no, it. No, she was there, there was in the. She, oh they were yeah, in the booth they, together. They were because they were talking about yeah. like they were having issues oh, with yeah. their children being sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can kind of start to piece together like when things started mm-hmm. to go sour for them. Because we mm-hmm. find out tonight that they were getting divorced, which I think that was around like the '80s. I think divorce was still probably a taboo thing. Yeah, back then. yeah, yeah. And it kind of shocked Jack and Rebecca a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that they took them out to dinner to announce to their friends that they got divorced. I like, why wouldn't you just call and be like, "Hey, this is the situation." And also, they work together, right? Miguel and, mm-hmm. and Jack, Jack work yeah. together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
a maybe it was like a weekly thing. Maybe it's like a double date. Well, and they're yeah. like, hey, we're finally together. Why don't we just break the news now? I kind of got that, too. I feel like they weren't do actually doing that very often because Jack and Rebecca were like, oh, it's so nice to finally talk and be able to be away from the kids. So I feel like maybe the times that they were all together or where they'd have our opportunities, their kids were always around. or mm-hmm. So I think feel like maybe they just wanted... I, I kind of got this like on an adult level wanting to have that conversation just with them without kids around and not just at work or somewhere where you know I, I kind of feel like if they're a couple if they're a couple that hangs out together and they all do a bunch you know stuff together raise their kids together that maybe that was the way to kind of break the family apart but then the question is do you stick around dinner after that like it seemed like it was at the beginning yeah. <laughs> it's like I would are you like the well, food, I, think. I think I'm gonna step out right? or something like it, I think if it would have just brought the whole Night down. Seems Doesn't like matter because we didn't see the the rest yeah. of that. Well, true. So. They didn't make us suffer through the dinner with them. Yeah, yeah. It, it, seemed, it seemed like maybe a phone call situation to me. <laughs> I don't know about a dinner, but maybe they had been thinking about you know separating for a long time and. They- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Were more okay with it by the time they had dinner with their friends, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And I feel like back mm-hmm. then, people were way more social. People don't let people know what's going on in the personal lives via text or phone yeah. call. Right. It's, it's so, more like that actual person to person interaction, which I feel a very good point. is way more meaningful back then. I think it's still meaningful. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't want to tell somebody that there's something going on in your personal life on social media when it's really close to you you want to wait till you like run into them again and like mention it which is why i was like why didn't he mention at work but then i thought it was interesting the next day that jack was like yep are you cheating on her and my first reaction was like he's such a golden retriever he's such like a like hey are you messing up you better not mess (laughs) up you better be honest with your wife always i thought it was just adorable but um but also but he was like that concerned. Like the next morning, first thing on his mind is like, I got to check on my boy Miguel and see what he's up to. So, um, I, I guess that then he hadn't. Then I guess he hadn't. I think part of that Jack. too is Jack trying to figure out. He also doesn't want to become them. So he's like, they're already having that distance with him and Rebecca. So I think he was like, no, it can't just happen just because you got distance. So I think that was a lot about himself, too, versus just about Miguel. I think he was making sure that it must have happened for some reason because he cheated or he did something because it couldn't just be that two people fell, let let a relationship go just by distancing them, yeah. themselves. Yeah, I, I think Jack was like learning, you know, gaining wisdom from someone else's failed mm-hmm. marriage because it seemed like when Miguel was saying all the things that like he didn't notice his wife anymore, like those were early si- signs that he missed. And Jack is kind of in that stage right now, mm-hmm. so he's like that's true fixing his problem before it gets worse. Mm-hmm. So it was more so learning from Miguel's mistake and doing it and applying it to his own marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that Jack was looking at it as. Especially because we find out that he didn't necessarily believe in love until Rebecca came along. So he's like, I found this person that I want to be with forever. You said you found your person that you want to be with forever. How do you guys split up? Like, what what mm-hmm. happened? And like you're, you guys are saying, Miguel's saying, it's the little things. It's the arguments that you have today that you're still having two years from now. 
that just keep chipping away at that strong foundation that you guys have? I think especially, too, after they came home from dinner that night and Jack was still struggling with it and Rebecca was just like, she seemed more like, hey, you know, this happened. So I, I got the sense that why he would be fear- fearful that, oh, yeah, she's thinking these things and she's going to leave me or she feels this way, too. And it doesn't help that she's spending late nights with her ex-boyfriend. Yep. <sighs> singing sweet love songs and so awkward jazz. I thought it was also Jeez. awkward that he brought up at dinner. He's like, yeah, you know, you're spending those late nights with so-and-so. And she was like, um, can you not put me on blast right at this very second? <laughs> yeah. In front of people who are getting divorced, that would be so great. And he was like, what? I'm joking. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so awkward. But then we come out, we saw the teaser for the next episode where we found out that apparently Rebecca had dated um, the piano guy mm-hmm. back in the day. I still don't think that I'm worried. I'm not worried about Rebecca having any feelings for him, but yeah. it's going to be a problem for them. He has feelings for her, though. Yeah. Oh, and that's what makes it complicated. Well, I think it's also complicated in the fact that, it, yes, they have a history together. And then, really, did, did she... Okay, she's got this amazing guy who just took her back to their very first apartment that they had together. At the end of that oh, night, I mean, they just had amazing sex in the shower again. Like, like, do they have, does she have to say, hey, by the way, I'm going to go on the... I want to go on the rope. I mean, that yeah, the yeah. conversation could have waited till the, till next, the next day, day. Yes. a couple days later. Like... I just felt sorry for Jack. I feel like, I mean, that's just kind of a kick in the face for all everything he just did. Yeah, yeah she ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> she ruined she it. Did. She just point she, she did. I mean, what man does that? <laughs> he, like, oh. that's the most romantic right. gesture he could have, Jack could have done for her. And then she literally ruined the entire night by with that one simple statement. And this is why guys don't do things like that. <laughs> because they feel like they, you know, it's... <sighs> Rebecca, I'm actually surprised well, I think she wanted to go. Yeah, she well, was thinking about it. Go on the road, you mean? Yeah, yeah, she actually like she was like, "That's amazing. That's not. I have a family. I, that that's the vibe I was getting." So I was I was also thrown off. Mm-hmm. I think it was more like the switch where like at first she was so adamant against it and like I had the best understanding husband right now who probably you know wouldn't let me do that do mm-hmm. it for the family. And then she saw all these great things that Jack did for her be like maybe he would say yes and then she brought it up that's a good point Mm -hmm. i do like that i do like her monologue that she had to ben about all the things that jack did me too it was like Mm -hmm. my husband's a superhero like don't get it twisted he (laughs) he will be there for me he loves me of course he does he wouldn't do half the stuff he does for me if he didn't i love that i was like tell him you tell him yeah so good she she took (laughs) serious i was rude like how dare you talk about my husband like that I like the moment too. Yeah, yeah, but I do agree that she ruined it <laughs> by <laughs> on the bathroom floor. Mm-hmm. Just like I'm loving you right now, but I also want to go yeah. do something. But then we have to think. A few episodes ago, maybe more than a few, she wanted to get back into music. She wanted to get back mm-hmm. into singing. So you know, when you have a second chance, you have to kind of take advantage of it. Yeah, I'm not faulting her. I say, yeah, go for it. Take your take your chance. I just don't agree with the timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of bringing it up. <laughs> yeah. Timing. Timing. I mean, somebody has bad timing, like Toby. Mm. He tried to surprise his lovely lady Kate at camp with a bag of goodies. How do you guys mm. feel about that? Because my my reaction was kind of like, oh, you couldn't leave her alone. Oh, mm-hmm. you were missing her, so you joined. You didn't think that she actually wanted you to come, did you? Like, she's there to get some space. That was my. I know. I know he was supposed to be sweet, but I was kind of like. That was more for him than it was for her, him showing up. Well, I think he admitted that, right? 
at, mm-hmm. when they had that yeah. kind of blowout after Pound, he said, I needed you to do something for me. You ever thought, you ever think that sometimes? Yeah. Because he's yeah. always the one reassuring her and making sure that she's comfortable and she feels good. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, there's this one time I had surgery. Two major surgeries. Yeah. Two <laughs> major surgeries, yeah. Yeah. He's like, come on. I, a little to Toby sometimes. I agree. I saw his point, too. I thought... You know, I mean, I, I disagree with him staying because I thought he stayed out of jealousy because oh, of Duke oh, the Dick, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, so I agree with you on I that. I just wrote down his name as Gross Boy. He's so <laughs> He's gross. just dick here. I yeah. Think he's, he's, dick. Dick. Yeah. he's the worst. He's the worst. I thought yeah. he was maybe just, like, like angry flirting with uh, Kate. And then, like, he walked by the other girl and she's like, I almost learned Crow's pose today. And he's like, you won't. And I was like, "Yeah, yes. okay, mean girl. Who... Dropped you on the head as a child. <laughs> what is his excuse? He's the worst. He's awful. We we went mm-hmm. yeah. we went in on him. Yeah. <laughs> we, we did. did because... I thought I was gonna like him as like a bad boy. No, no. he's just terrible. No. no, he's just a mean, angry person. And there's a difference between someone who's angry and an angry person. Mm-hmm. Like something can happen and ruin your day. Yeah, you're temporarily angry. But someone who's just angry at everything, every single day of their life, I think that's dick. And dick? Yeah. I think that's dick. I think that's dick. did it again. <laughs> but it's interesting to me because he, he didn't have that same attitude with Toby. He was kind of like, yeah, mm-hmm. if you stay, you'll get all the girls, especially on Thursdays kind of thing. So why oh. is he only that way with women? I, I I think it's also, I mean, point. he's a manipulator. I think he's at this camp and he's taking advantage of people when they're weak and he knows what their weaknesses are. So mm-hmm. he kind of can pray into that, into their securities, insecurities and so, yeah, so that's why he was cool with, with Toby, because he thought he was just another, you know, like... Another bro. Yeah. He's kind of a bully. Right. Well, just it's, like that, that bully mentality, that he'll pick on other people just so he can feel better. It's just right. a lot of insecurity within himself. Yeah. And there's people like that when you're in a situation like that at a camp or some, you know, out of your comfort zone, and then they can prey on those moments of those, those people, because they're they're out of their element. They are, like feeling weakness so, so they might do something they might nor- normally do like make out with him but Eight. why why are you preying on weak uh, people at a camp where people are trying to get better it's like it's maybe like he, staying in an eating disorder camp and being like hey you're not skinny enough you want to make out with me like what is wrong with you like what maybe he's like why what is, was that thing the pickup artist or something that was like to get a girl you have to insult her mm-hmm. kind of oh, thing yeah. so maybe he works under that mentality. I don't know. I don't like yeah. him. I want to kick him in the shins. <laughs> I think uh, everybody I, does. For those yeah. of you listening on the podcast, I believe that uh, the there's a, a small category of the men's rights movement called Pickup Artists, um, which there's like, it's basically like how to get a girl to sleep with you because girls are all mean. They only like the bad boys. So you have to treat them like the bad boys. And it's this kind of kind of controversial and I think really aggressive and terrible mean theory that you have to knock a girl down a peg to get her attention and then you can trick her into all these mind games into sleeping with you um, um, I, I guess all of this just becomes I, I don't know where this came from but uh, just so you guys know that that's what that is and there's a lot of controversy about it and the fact that you brought that up kind of made me think that he maybe has been rejected a lot and feels like he has to be picking on people and be like remember that you're ugly so that you'll make out with me like it's like it's terrible it's a terrible backwards way of thinking and it's not how any human wants to be treated of course but people are buying the books and drinking the kool-aid because they're desperate for attention i guess i don't know so taking it let's pretend we're in that world right now do you think that there have been girls that fall for it yeah 
I think yeah. there are some yeah. more people who are people who are more vulnerable than Kate is probably have felt. Mm-hmm. I know plenty of people, men and women, that will react to negative attention because they get no attention. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Negative attention That's is true. still attention. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's real, especially when you're you're emotional and you're losing weight. And I'm sure people aren't looking at you in the way they used to. If you're if you're depressed maybe and also unhealthy currently, you're probably not getting any attention. So maybe that's why he's there preying on these mm. people who need help. He's just the worst. He's terrible. <laughs> and we went over this we went over this last week, so mm-hmm. I, I want to get your input. Do you think Kate would ever fall for it? At the first episode I did, I was like, ooh, there's, you know, some little challenge there and but um, you know, it's not that Toby's uh, laid back. Toby's pretty aggressive sexually. Toby's like, hey, you're hot, let's go make out. Like, he's not, he's not feminine with his energy at all. Toby's very manly in that way, and so I don't think that she's lacking anything in her current relationship, in my opinion, to to logically go for him. Yeah. <laughs> I, think we, we all, yeah. I think we all agreed basically to that last week. Mm-hmm. That if we she does, I will understand it. Mm. It will just be because the writers want conflict. I, I, it makes no sense it's for me. It's that love triangle that works every time with every show. Yeah. It causes drama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was interested at first because, like, she had a break, you know, and um, and he was mysterious, but now he's just mean. He's just yeah. plain mean. And I don't know how they're going to redeem him at all. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he'll have some do? sad story. Or we'll, we'll actually find out his, yeah, yeah, backstory that makes us empathize with him. Yeah. Or even but will we though? Yeah. Right, yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Will we? I don't know if we will on that one. Yeah, well, it's got to be a good their, backstory. Everyone's got their own garbage, and they don't they don't go out to people in yoga class and be like, "No, you won't." Did it bother <laughs> anybody that she didn't put the ring on? Um, no. I, mean, she, yeah, she I didn't, didn't notice it. it. No, but she's you know she's newly engaged, and maybe she doesn't want to talk about Toby when she's working on herself. I give, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. Because I think she's still crazy about Toby. Mm-hmm. Although I do agree it's kind that. of freaking me out that she keeps looking at cabin 13. I'm like, girl, you need to walk away. 13's a terrible number, you guys. Yes! Oh, <laughs> ooh, I love that it's like the unlucky number. Don't go in there. Like, I honestly thought... Symbolism. I honestly thought Toby was just going to leave her the bag and she was going to find it herself. Mm-hmm. I, did, I was surprised that he actually was like, this was my last surprise for you. Hmm. I thought she would have looked and then she probably would have felt even worse. Like, oh my mm-hmm. God, you know. I don't know. But yeah. that would have been a great reveal, day. though. Yeah, yeah. Because gives her a reason to go back to Toby. And mm-hmm. I was kind of upset, even though I know because he just had surgery and he's on the mend and everything like that. I was kind of upset that he didn't get on his knee. I, um, I, I didn't like the presentation. I didn't like that he showed up unannounced. I mean, girls think about how they're going to get proposed to forever, and for you to kind of just like shove it on them, it's kind of like. I think she was, like, in her workout clothes. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't look cute. No one could take a picture of the moment. Like, maybe <laughs> she had envisioned it another way, you guys. But that's what Isn't he that was trying. Place? That's what he was trying to do. He had, you know, gotten the hotel room and everything like that. He tried to make the effort. She just didn't go. Yeah. So, I mean, he right. he wanted to. She probably would have been dressed up. They probably mm-hmm. went to dinner. Okay. He probably would have made it a big that's thing. That's fair. But she was like, I need to work on myself. But then, like, maybe Mm -hmm. read the room and let her be at camp for a few more weeks until she's... Mm -hmm. That's how I feel. I don't know. But I think that might be a symbolism why she didn't put on the ring, because it's not going to happen yet. (gasps) Yep. 
Hey, I don't like that. <laughs> we're, we're I don't like that either. So Wait. I was wondering too because I thought, oh, if she was that excited, it would have just gone on, right? Oh, yeah. You know. But the fact right that back. we haven't seen it yet means we're not going to see this relationship. Actually. I don't like that hesitation at all. Mm-hmm. I do not. Sorry, I, you just made me think of something for prediction. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to save it. <laughs> but from one marriage to another, or one almost marriage to another marriage, Kevin and Sophie. Oh my goodness. He's trying mm-hmm. to bring that old thing back. Trying to get her to seduce her with lava fries. Lava fries. Lava fries. Yeah. Well, something good. delicious. Yes. <laughs> um, I like the side of Kevin. Because mm-hmm. he, deep down, he's actually romantic. Who knew? Yep. And, yeah, he's messed around with a lot of girls, but it, it, I think it takes that one person to actually make him realize, like, hey, I got to change my ways and actually be a good person and mm-hmm. settle down and actually stop being a party boy, but actually be, like, an adult grown man. I, I like the this, this side that we're seeing out of Sophie that we didn't get with all the other girls we've already seen him with. Mm-hmm. I think Sophie's a distraction. I don't think she's the one. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. She's very nice, and I think he's. I think she's moved on and he hasn't. And I think the next person that he meets is going to be the one. The one that like he doesn't like you know sleep with, but like the one that he falls for will be probably the one that's the best fit for him. I don't think it's Sophie. But I like Sophie because. She's like I like the, her too. She's mm-hmm. the first girl that he's actually like actively fighting for to mm-hmm. get his attention, near her attention, and like do go out of his ways to do things where all the other girls just kind of came to him. I agree, totally agree. I like her too. The only thing I didn't like, uh, I love her. I love, I love seeing the side of him as well. I completely agree with you. The only thing I didn't think was quite fair of him was to be like, I'll be here tomorrow. You know, waiting. Like, because she just said she's dating somebody. Mm-hmm. Her life's going really well. And he's like, well, I'm, I know I'm happy for you. If you're in love, I'm happy for you. But then I'll be there tomorrow. Which gave her less than 24 hours to, like, really he's pushing her. contemplate. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah! Which I thought, okay, that's... I get it for the sake of the pacing of the show and everything. Because it did make for a great moment the next day and stuff. But I felt like... Kevin, that was a little, little bit unfair. Maybe like tell, give her the rest of the week. Like, I mean, at least like a couple days to Very pro- process. Yeah, yeah. Especially, especially. I don't know that I would have um, felt as strongly about that if he wasn't the one that cheated on her. But the fact that he cheated on her and ruined their marriage, uh-huh. then I felt. Yeah, I don't know that you get to say that like twenty four yeah. hours. She's, she's that's a mm-hmm. lot to like for her to. She, she was letting you go and pursue your career. She was supportive of your acting goals. Then you go and cheat on her, and now you're giving her less than twenty four hours to make a decision. And I, it's and I, I like that we found that out through her because let Kevin tell it, they just, he went off to LA to be an actor, yeah. she stayed, and they just sp- split or whatever that way when he was talking to Marla Gibb, that's my way of plugging her on the show. Hey, what's up Marla? She was on the Jeffersons. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But She's in te- great, by the way. Yeah, like, oh yeah. yeah. In telling that story... It was just, it seemed like it was so simple. And then to find out that he cheated, it's like, okay, you got, I'm, I'm agreeing mm-hmm. with you, JJ, that you don't get to come back like that. You, you're the <laughs> one who caused it. You you caused us not being together for 12 years. It, it's mm-hmm. a little bit arrogant to be like, I'm back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Kevin. Here I am, you know, and she's like, uh, do we, that's why she kind of like bristled at the where we left things. Because yeah. where we left things was he, he cheated on her and kind of broke her trust and therefore broke the marriage. And she was kind of like, you can't just show up and ruin my life again. You know I'm going to fall for you. This isn't fair to me. Like what you said, like, she's dating someone now. And he's like, okay, but 
you like me, right? And she's like, that's but that's not everything. And the years of damage. She said how she was hurt, and then she dated jerks. You know, like like so he. It was like it wasn't just the pain from him. It was like the next pain of the next guys after those years that are just hard to go through, and then to finally find happiness, and then he's surprise baggage. And I and I think she said she got married again, right? Yeah, which was probably a rebound, thinking that that was the solution to the problem and that didn't even work mm-hmm. out. I don't know. It's just, I, I think that, I'm, I think I'm agreeing with what at least a couple of you are saying, that there's something there she wants, but there's all that baggage mm-hmm. that she's carrying with her as well. He's he's kind of pushing 100 miles an hour and she's like, whoa, I like, yeah. whoa, what is that? Like, breaks. She's like, mm-hmm. hello. Just because I like you doesn't mean we need to like go this fast. And he's like, okay, but tomorrow morning. It's no. <laughs> so a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be a lot to deal with. Even if she was crazy about him, mm-hmm. it would be a, it would be a lot. Yeah, uh-huh. but in fairness, she's the one that should be setting the standards, and not him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And maybe that's what she's coming to tell him. Maybe she's coming to say, I don't know who you think you are that you can just walk back in and try to do this, but mm-hmm. it's not going to work. I'm dating somebody. I'm happy. Leave me alone. If I want to see you again, I'll call you. Kind of yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do think it's, I always think it's cute when guys remember, like, the first time he saw you or, you know, what, what you were, you were wearing yeah. or what you smell like or whatever. I just love that mm-hmm. because it's like, man, she really made an impression yeah. on mm-hmm. you all those years ago. And you really it. noticed. Mm-hmm. 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 It's, and it's true, because if you think, what was I wearing on the first day of fourth grade? You wouldn't know. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But when, when, when people do that, I shouldn't just put it on a guy. It's romantic, it, from my viewpoint, from a guy. But it's, it's romantic, I think, when people remember the little things. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that she was like, she was like, why don't you age? I was like, <laughs> that was great. Because, <laughs> of course, you, you know, actors are very pretty, and he's very pretty. I was gonna say he lives. He lives in LA. Like, yeah. There's plenty of help. Yeah. To help oh, not yeah. Age. Totally. Yeah. And his like perfectly white teeth, and like he's ripped, and like she's like, and you eat like a rabbit, and I'm like, he has to. It's his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was just funny that she kind of called him out and gave him a little bit of crap for that. I thought that was cute. But, yeah. I mean, I like her. I like Sophie. I still think she's gonna be a challenge for him. It, she's not gonna make it easy. Mm-hmm. But I like I this challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's he's really fighting for this one. Mm-hmm. I think she's gonna make him a better person, but ultimately, she's not the one. Just putting it out there. I would like to be wrong because I like her, <laughs> but I like Sloane too. So apparently, my pickers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of him going to her, did you see last week's mm-hmm. the three sentences that he gave her and everything like that? You like that? Yeah. You thought it was romantic. And- yeah. And everything like that. I thought it was brave. Um, it was almost like an acting exercise for him to just go and like pour his heart out. And then he, I was like, I was so waiting for her to be like, I'm married. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, really. So uh, I thought it was cute that he went and did it. I think that's really brave. I think it's brave for anyone to go up to like an old crush or an old flame and be like, I still have feelings for you. And then just like wait for them to say something. <laughs> and then if they're like, oh, this is awkward. I'm with someone else. Or like, I don't feel that way anymore. Like, okay, well, I did it. I did the hard mm-hmm. thing. And I think that was good that he did that. Also clarifying for him too, to not be messing with those other two girls that he didn't need. So he did move forward in one way. 
But that's not the last, now that I'm thinking about it, that's not the last we've seen of Sloan. Because he still has to do the play. They still have to work together. Mm-hmm. So that could add a, a different dynamic as well. So note, as soon as Kevin is happy, Sloan will sure. re-enter. <laughs> Calling um, it. Which might be next episode. Which might be probably. Probably. Who knows? Yeah. We have how many left? Four? Four. Mm-hmm. What should be the point? finale and like have him be like super happy and then her just like show up naked to his apartment and she'll be like, hello. And oh, be like, God. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> we were so close. Sloan? Yeah. Ready to sleep with him or something. Just, just ready to take it to the next level. Where all the girls just show up at one yeah. time. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would be great, actually. It's going to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. So let's move on to Randall. And I have to start with that dream that we didn't know was a dream that so scared creepy. everything out yeah. of me. That was, I mean, I think it was well done first. Because it seemed very real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was very okay. likely that he could come home and William would just be there at the piano. I don't know, but that was, that was, I was like, no, it's too soon. Yeah. I can't already. But what did you guys think of the dream? Scary. Mm-hmm. Scary. I think it was a mean tease, but I think it also. It was a mean tease. Yeah. They're teasing mm-hmm. his death every episode now. Definitely. But I think it's a sad realization that it's it's happening, you guys. It's happening. Because we're getting it on all fronts, not just from Randall, but, like, all different outside sources are saying it's eventually coming to an end for him. Yeah. So I think it was it was a mean tease, but it was a preparation more yeah. so. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad for Randall. I feel bad for Randall all episode. He just wants to go to work. You know, when you're stressed out, sometimes, like, you just, like, having one thing going on in your life, right, can be helpful. So he wanted to be at work instead of, like, looking at his dad dying. Having his kids mention death all the time was obviously freaking him out. Uh, when he just started getting attached to him, so he was like, I just want to be good at something and go to work. And, and you can tell that by the end of the episode, mm-hmm. his hands are shaking. We don't know if it's because he has a medical condition or if it's because he's just having panic attacks mm-hmm. that he's never had before. Mm-hmm. That we know of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be psychosomatic, yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think so. But Beth, oh, Beth, always coming through yeah. and being the support system that he needs. Even when they were meeting with, what was his name, Simon, and talking about mm-hmm. end-of-life care and everything like that. And she handled that really well. Well, she's been, been like, where it. are you going? She's been through <laughs> it before. Yeah. So, you know, it's it. if nothing else, I think it's better that Beth is by his side because... She has done this. Almost mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, and maybe I should say this for, for prediction, but I think it's going to get to a point where Randall is maybe literally going to have to lean on her. Because something is going to happen. Either William's going to go in the hospital or care or something like that, where it's literally going to take him physically and she's going to have to be there mm-hmm. for him. And in a, in a very serious and loving way. But... I love I love Beth. Mm-hmm. I, I say love it every Beth. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. her Cisco comments. Yeah, Cisco. <laughs> oh, good. Such a good way of describing it too. Like she was just like, I'm going to need you to take it off. It's because it's because I love you, but I'm going to need you to. And he's like, I understand. Oh, awesome. That marriage shorthand of like, <laughs> that's not happening <laughs> this week. So good. And he's like, I'm not going to fight it. Like, you're right. You're you're right. It comes from a place of love, Randall. It comes from a place of love. <laughs> but Amber, going back to what you were saying about Randall at work, that isn't going so well. Now he's still yeah. basically mm-hmm. fighting with Sanjay. Yeah. 
yeah. on mm-hmm. every step, and now his accounts are being taken from him. Is it him. really fighting, or more so he's just resistant? Because, yeah, it, it sucks to have, like, someone in and also, like, do your job as well, if not better. I mean, granted, Randall's a bit distracted right now, so, yeah, mm-hmm. they're alleviating his, his work and shifting it to other people. But, I mean, it doesn't seem like he's fighting. He's just mentally competing with him, but mm-hmm. I think it's just a business thing that's going on. Yeah, if you have a lot on your work plate, just give it to someone else. Yeah, I think he does need to be honest with his boss what he's going through. So. Yes. That's what I think making yeah. it painful for me. Because, um, yeah, because then he understands why he's not at the dinner that night. And, yeah, you still might get this guy who's going to try to take advantage of that situation and boot him, move himself up in the, the ladder. But I think having if you've been there a lot longer, having your boss know that is, is going to be better off for him in the long run, I think, than just failing to show up at certain work things and, and feeling like there's you know tension with amongst coworkers. I agree. I'm surprised he hasn't told Me them. Too. Mm-hmm. Like you would think, after 12 years, there's some sort of rapport that they have mm-hmm. where he can just walk into his office and be like, "Look, I'm gonna need to be away for a little bit because this is what's going on. Yeah. I prefer Maybe if Beth's you keep it quiet." And, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if she comes busting through the <laughs> door and be like, "Look, she's like, why are you making him work this long?" And you're yeah. like, "What? This is what happened." Yeah, I mean, not like that. You, you think he can ask for a sabbatical if it is mm-hmm. a family related thing? Yeah, that. But yeah. I don't know. I, I think Randall's too. Again, he he doesn't allow other people to help him. He mm-hmm. wants to be the person who helps others. He's so. not good at being not in control. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's not good at not leading. Well, I don't think he wants to show any form of weakness mm-hmm. to have this other guy, you know, get above him too. So I think he's trying to like still act like it's, yeah, he's like, got everything put together. He doesn't want to lose his dad and his leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes it makes a good leader when you can ask for help mm-hmm. because. Yeah. If you can delegate and just be the supervisor of things, maybe it makes it easier where he is able to go off and take care of William or be at a chess tournament or something like that. I did think it was interesting that they wouldn't even let him go in and say hi to his client. Like, that worries me a little bit. Like, because if, if you're a business and you've been, you've had a client for a long time, even if somebody else goes to yeah. lunch with them or whatever, you still reason. see them in the office, you're going to go talk to them, go say hi. So... That made me a little fearful for him, just yeah. to, as if something else was brewing. Mm-hmm. Well, I think they had a talk, and they were like, okay, Sanjay, you're taking over this right. account. And, and he's like, really? He's like, yeah, don't tell Randall, because yeah. Randall's got a lot on his plate right now, or whatever they're thinking. And Randall's picking up on that, and he's like, no, I don't, no, I don't, let me do my job. Yeah, but a client's going to also wonder, too, why, well, why mm-hmm. is he not saying hi to me, or why? Like, you pick yeah, up on that stuff right away, so I don't it's think that's weird. a good way there wasn't way to, even like, a, a way yeah. or something. yeah. Yeah, now that you mention it, that is true from the client's perspective. It's like, who's this new guy? I've known him for however many years. Yeah. Why doesn't he even get to say hi? Like, yeah. I don't know. I ooh, Now you're making me nervous <laughs> about his work situation. Not just taking away his accounts, but ooh, I don't know. That they kid. must be really concerned yes. about him at work if they're taking that away from him because that's a very, I mean, that's what, probably hundreds of thousands of dollars, whatever contract he's mm-hmm. signing and bringing into it. Mm-hmm. So if they're not even letting Randall get close to it, they're worried so about their money. It, yeah. Get sometimes yep. with yeah. business, money takes precedence over mm-hmm. people. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Which is very sad. Mm-hmm. But that's a whole other discussion <laughs> for another day. But, um, yeah, William, as somebody mentioned, every episode it seems like now there's a mention of I'm not going to make it. I've got a couple of days left. And I guess to an extent... 
as a person going through it, you can kind of feel it. You can feel it's coming to the end. And and I guess he's just trying to be responsible about it and saying, let me spend the few minutes that I have with my granddaughter left. Let me teach her how to play chess, even if it's at midnight mm-hmm. or 3 o'clock in the morning. I understand I, that. For me, it's a little bit much. I feel like he's been saying that a lot and I, I'm a little on Team Randall on this. Like, could you not remind people that you're dying every day? Like, we know. Do you want to, like, live for a few days before you dig your own funeral? Do you, is that what you... Like, that's... Maybe because, maybe I don't deal with uh, grief very well, but, like, I also feel like Randall's like, could we not make everything dark and stormy? And, like, until he's not able to walk, he doesn't really want to deal with it. Or maybe that's what he's, you know, thinking and he's feeling something differently. But I, I wouldn't... I would not love my father telling my child if I had one um, <laughs> uh, you know like by the way I'll be dying soon so come play chess with me at night like that, I would I would be like oh don't scare her like I, I get that feeling but I also but get I don't think that's the way know. it went down yeah. though that's not I mean she asked him to play sure it wasn't like he went into her room and said hey get out of your bed come play chess yeah. with me I'm dying <laughs> yeah you know she went to him got him up and be, she, also because her dad was working all the time and she had this and then she had soccer on the weekend no one else was there around to play with her yeah so I I mean I actually if I had a child would love it to be honest because I think your time with your grandparents is something you can never get back and I wish I had more time so I would actually applaud my kid being up at 3 a.m. playing with my grandparents because that's what they're going to remember when they're 30 when they're 40 when they have kids yeah right yeah so it's precious time definitely I um you know I enjoyed it yes it might get annoying that he's constantly reminding people he's eventually going to die it's like okay we get it eventually but, yeah, it could be a little... I can understand why Randall is, you know, upset mm-hmm. with this. But it, I think it's more so a reminder to the audience, don't get too attached to this character, because you love him now, he's not going to be around later. But I do actually have a bone to pick about the chess. How does she learn chess? <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. literally in 24 hours, she wins a tournament. <laughs> I was like, unless she's Bobby Fischer... Sure, maybe. Maybe yeah. he's just a really good teacher. No. That's a good point. Maybe William's just really good. Yeah. No, I don't believe it. Maybe other kids don't have <laughs> their grandparents. Maybe she's them really smart, True. like Randall too. Like unless you know, she's Bobby so Fisher, <laughs> I'll believe it. She might be. You no. never know. I don't think so. She could become no. the next. Well, she was the same girl at the in the pilot, right? Who wasn't playing soccer very well. She wasn't interested, right? Correct. There was two girls, and one of them was like, "Hi, yeah," and the other one was like, "What is happening?" I found it so unbelievable. She's, she's learning chess and learning the the basic core rule of chess: protect the queen and the king. Yeah. But, betwi- but protect the queen, and, and then, then literally rank. she wins the whole freaking tournament <laughs> the next day. No. Yeah. Okay. That's, Maybe that wasn't the only rule. lesson. I don't know. That's my rule. I'm gonna go with she's just a genius, and it makes sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. No. <laughs> I'm. I. Whatever. <laughs> what, did you guys, the point. what did you think about the memory boxes are you on Randall's side of it about how it's too soon and it's kind of like morbid to think or are you on Beth's side where she's like it's nice to put together things that will help you remember your grandfather yeah I agree I, I love Beth yeah. I, I think it was also the way Beth presented it also it, it wasn't like do this now because he's gonna die tomorrow mm-hmm. it's just like this is something you just slowly but surely put together because you love them now you love you're building your memories right now but keep them for later so and i I think just think her approach at it was and her mentality because she's been through it was just like the best way to 
do this memory box. Yeah, it wasn't out of spite or, you know, or anything. It was really out of compassion, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah, I, I agree. I think preparing anybody for a loss um, in a meaningful, peaceful way is, is always helpful, and I think she's doing an excellent job at it. I, I, I think that's brilliant. I, yeah. I wonder if we're going to see that as a flashback in, you know, how it relates to Randall, but him having to be there for Beth at the time that she lost her father. Because that might give us some insight how she was been able to. Oh, that'd be interesting. Of, I'd love to see any it. backstory on Beth. Yeah. By the way, yeah. this is us. Any backstory on Beth would be great. We get nothing on her. She's just perfect all the time. That's I would true. love to hear her story. Yeah. Or how they met. Well, yes. Yeah. Like we announced last week, mm-hmm. they have two more seasons. Yeah. To yeah. fill it in. Get, so. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we'll see that. Yeah. I would love to see Randall like ask her dad for her hand. Cutie little Randall. I just I just feel like that would be he would be so nervous. And it would be oh my goodness! Wacky. I hope it's like the most imperfect perf- proposal ever, just to like spite Randall's perfection. Because <laughs> you know he had it like planned to the nines. I'm already imagining it. <laughs> it's like in a Tiffany box and like in Manhattan or something. He's like, yeah, he went balls to the wall. I'm sure. Oh, Randall. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's a great way to slide into predictions. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Who would like to go first? I forgot mine. I should, <gasps> you did? I should have I was like, you just had a big one. I know. Yeah, I, I actually prediction. do have one about Randall. Um, about his job because we see at the beginning of the season like no one really knows what his job is and it doesn't seem like he's happy at his job he does it because it pays the bills and he makes a lot of money he's obviously successful but and then we see a lot of his workload is getting shifted to other people i think he's on his way out from that Mm -hmm. place i i can totally see him switching gears and like once his father actually passes away like i think that's a big enough thing for his life to be like no i'm not happy where i am i'm gonna live my life to the fullest i'm not happy at my job he's gonna go somewhere else and do something else in his life so i don't see him staying at his weather place for that much longer. I predict that Kate is going to have some trouble next episode. I predict that she is going to go into cabin 13 to tell gross boy off and then get tempted by him and then eventually tell him off or go out of there storming <laughs> and Toby's going to see it. I predict that Toby, because he's still kind of lurking around camp, mm. you know, trying to get her attention. He's going to see it or something's going to get back to him. And that's going to delay the engagement or the wedding for a little while, um, because they're not—they're not great right now. They're not breaking up, but they're mm-hmm. not—they're having a, some troubles mm-hmm. right now. Both very good ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that one about the work too, because I think mm-hmm. he—I think we see his handshaking and stuff. I think he is going to have maybe some sort of either a severe panic attack that actually, like you said, put him down to where mm-hmm. he's having health issues himself. Um, and I think he's going to walk away. Okay, I think I'll touch on Rebecca I and Jack. I think she is going to go on the road. I think this is going to cause problems with them, and I think while she's on the road, that's when Jack is going to die. <gasps> she's not going to be there. Oh, that is so good, I can't even follow that up. I hope it's not true, but um, that's all I got tonight. That, no, that's great because if you think about it, we saw that like that snippet of the funeral. We know that the kids are teenagers, and in this episode, the kids are teenagers. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god! Blown away. 
That's amazing. I think, and that's I why think they JJ, don't like their mom very much, too. Mm, that could be the, some of the anger. Like, the mom left. It'll, like, they'll view it as the mom JJ, left. I have goosebumps. You just scandalized <laughs> yeah. me. Stop. It's too good. Oh, my gosh. Phew. Well, on that note, <laughs> everybody, please, if you are watching, if you are listening on YouTube, on iTunes, tweet us, mm-hmm. comment down below. Oof. Like, hit the like button while you're down there. And <laughs> let yeah, us five know. stars for that prediction. Yeah, let us know Goodness. what you're thinking about JJ's prediction. Like I said, I can't even, there's no follow-up to that. Mm-mm. So I think mm-hmm. we're just going to wrap it up. Oh. <laughs> no, Jack lives forever. Marissa, oh. let everybody know where you can be found. You can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. Thanks for watching, guys. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amber Plaster. And you can follow me at JJ Jurgens. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm your host, Erica Shannon, and you can find me on Twitter. Keep the conversation going at Miss Airy Baby, and we'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.